Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four ingredients of our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And we are in week 10. Double digits. Double digits. It's gone by fast this year. It has gone by fast. You think it's because we're spending all of our time on the waiver wire trying to pick up running backs? I think it's because of all the injuries. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's like a new team each week. It is. It is. It it is season long. It's really nice. It's exciting. It's like DFS meets season long. But yeah, <laughs> not in the way you want it. Not in the way you want it. <laughs> All right, guys, get them out of your lineups. Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, Indianapolis Colts, and the Oakland Raiders. This actually might affect more people than not. Yeah. They're all decent mm-hmm. fantasy teams. So um, that's really unfortunate. Uh, you have to suck it up, guys. Figure it out up those waiver wire picks hopefully we'll give you some options tonight and we'll just get right into it now we're going to be coming from this team or the next team thursday night game game of the week cleveland browns at the baltimore ravens awesome uh i am still starting terrell Pryor. Yay! You heard me. I'm starting with confidence in week 10. He's finally off the injury report after suffering a hamstring injury a few weeks ago. He cut five of his seven targets for 47 yards and a touchdown last week. Even with the return of Corey Coleman, the Baltimore Ravens give up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers in standing standard scoring. 10 different wide receivers have gone for over 80 receiving yards and or scored a touchdown on the Baltimore Ravens in eight games that they've played so far this season. So I like his Mm, I like it. I'm playing. All right. In the first week back since week two, Corey Coleman caught three of his seven targets for 41 yards. He's uh, that was with even playing with Cody Kessler. So yeah, I think impressive. it's an okay coming back week. Yeah, I think it's yeah, fine. it's a nice matchup. So even though he's not in the must play category for me, I think he's definitely in the sleepers category. Bonus. Uh, On the bench, uh, tough matchup actually for Gary Barnage. He still hasn't scored a touchdown all season, and the Ravens haven't given up a touchdown all season. So you can't like that. Last week he caught all three of his targets, which is great, but it was only for 23 yards at home versus Dallas. Now he's at Baltimore, so 23 yards is not enough. Not enough. No. Baltimore's given up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs in standard scoring. Isaiah Crowell is still getting more work. Uh, Duke Johnson, I just, yeah. and Cody Kessler still only has one game with more than 14 fantasy points in standard scoring on the season. And uh, he's only thrown five touchdowns all season, although only one interception. Not bad. Not bad. Wanted to no, give him great. a shout out. <laughs> not bad hey okay i got a question for you isaiah crowell or tim hightower i need to keep hearing what's going on with the ingram uh hightower situation but i'm okay with hightower on that okay all right i think they're gonna do a one-two punch with ingram and hightower for a while but right and, uh, and i think the one-two punch is gonna be more successful this week you're saying than uh like than 
for the one-two punch for Cleveland. It's really yeah. one and a half punch between him and Duke Johnson. Well, I would say I would I would just say that um, there's a possibility of Hightower having a higher ceiling. I guess I just feel like Crowell is probably going to get shut down a little bit against the Baltimore Ravens' run defense. Um, of course, keep checking the injury report. Something could change on the defensive side of the ball for Baltimore. But for me. Um, but you know, yeah. I don't know. Right. I'd have to look yeah. at that again. I'd have to look I'm, at it again. I'm Crowell over Hightower season long this week. I'm Hightower over Crowell. All right. Yeah. All rest right, of the season for sure. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Mike Wallace. He actually had a pretty quiet game and I'm saying that even though he had like 15 fantasy points, but it all came like in one play, 95 mm-hmm. yard touchdown. I don't care if it comes in one play. After that, all of the fantasy owners said, "Wallace, that's all they. they that's, that's all part of his stick, right? Of that's he's from a deep him. ball threat. Yes, it's beautiful. So congratulations, love him. He's still a must start. Steve Smith Senior, he is back. He didn't have a huge game again. A little bit like a Coleman situation, 47 yards and a two point conversion, but. I like that. I'm okay with that with him coming back. He seemed aggressive. He was definitely part of the offense. Um, so I, I like it. I think he's going to have a great uh, game this week against the Browns to give up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, you're going to continue to start Justin Tucker. You know that. You can start Baltimore's defense. Well, because they're playing Cleveland. Um, as for sleepers, Terrence West, I have him as a sleeper because I think he's a running back to must start. So... I don't want to say like start him over somebody, but like I like him in that kind of position. Um, I think he should have a good game against the Cleveland Browns. They give up the second most fantasy points to running backs. Um, but the reality is that he's had, you know, 30 total yards and no touchdowns over Sucks. the last two games. It's really bad. So now he's sharing the ball with Kenneth Dixon, who has also done awful over several weeks. So, I mean, I'm not saying Kenneth Dixon is um, – somebody you should be thinking about instead of Terrence West, because that's definitely not the case. You just need to leave Baltimore. Um, but it, that is a little bit concerning. Overall, this is the perfect player that only you know how desperate you are, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, like, are you I think they might try to get kind of and more, more touches against them, those Browns, get them some confidence. They might. They might. Or they also might let Terrence West be the bell cow, because Kev Dixon's been bad. It's not like he hasn't. He's been good. I mean, he's had negative yards in games, and he's not been good. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, but it's only if you're really stretching here. Joe Flacco. See, listen. I hope your quarterback is playing this <laughs> against a really nice matchup, and you don't even have to think about getting another quarterback because Flacco may be your best option. And I'm very scared for you if that's the case because Flacco. It's a nice matchup, and so you're, you know, you're enticed. But he is not having his best year, to say the least. Here are some fun facts about Flacco before you start him. He has more interceptions than passing touchdowns this year. He has only had two games over 300, but still did not break 17 fantasy points. Over 300 yards, I should say. He has only had one game over 17 fantasy points this season. The last time Flacco played Cleveland, he had two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. He has had only one touchdown over the last three weeks. And lastly, 
He just has lost his confidence. So. And he's hurt. I don't, at least I, mentally he's not all there with that injury. We don't <laughs> believe that he's 100% healthy. They say he's 100% healthy, but we're not, we don't believe it. Something doesn't look right. Right. It's like Carson Palmer. He's just a little right? hesitant. Something's not. Yeah, and I think maybe, maybe it is just mental. I don't know, but it's definitely his confidence is gone this year. And that offensive line isn't helping, and it's just kind of sad. Now listen, Dennis Pitta, he continues to be really, really bad too. 14 yards <laughs> is just not good enough. He did have 10.2 fantasy points against Cleveland the last time they played, so that's why I'm putting him in a possible situation, but it's a scary, scary play. Scary, scary. Houston Texans of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there's only one must start on this team, and we all know who that is. Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Yes, obviously. Yes, obviously. Yes, yes. Given. No, it's Lamar Miller, obviously. Now, he has a shoulder injury. The good news is that he's now had two weeks because he's coming off this bye to be able to heal it up. So that's the good news. But he has had a bit of a hot, cold streak going Technically, he should be on a cold streak if we don't consider the by the cold streak, which obviously we would not as he was not playing. But this is a pretty good matchup. The Jags give the 17th most fantasy points to running backs. So I think he might be able to kind of bunk this hot cold streak that he's got going. I don't want you to expect huge numbers from him, but I don't think he's going to get you like three points either. I think you could probably expect in the 9 to 12 range would be my guess. Maybe more. Let's hope for more. Now, if we talk about sleepers, I don't know if these guys are really sleepers. We just need to talk about them because it's depressing to mention only one player on a team. But DeAndre Hopkins, he's only averaging 42 yards per game over the past five games. Very, very concerning. Jacksonville gives the 13th most fantasy points to wide receivers. But this guy is just... I don't know how you can play him with only 42 yards that he's averaging. That is consistent, just four points. If that's enough for you, then okay, go ahead and plug him in. But at this point, he's played other good matchups and still is averaging 42 yards per game in the last five games. It's not good. It doesn't get any better for Will Fuller either. Sadly, he's been even more disappointing. He only has a total of 4.9 points in standard leagues total over the past four games that he has played. That is beyond sad. And the targets are there. They're just, the production is not. So, you know, Will Fuller, he has been a little bit banged up, which is part of the concern. His leg is injury. He's been the concern there. He did not practice on Monday. He's considered day-to-day by Coach Bill O'Brien. So it's not even like he's fully healthy to make him even worth the potential risk that you think he might have a high ceiling because of a fairly decent matchup. You need to make sure that you do not play Will Fuller this week. Now, Brandon's favorite, C.J. Fedorowicz. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think he's a possible sleeper. It's not the best matchup. He has been consistent, though. So Bill O'Brien took over the play calling duties, and C.J. Fedorowicz is one of the guys that he likes to incorporate into his calls. He has seen at least seven targets in each of the last three games, which is a really good amount of targets for a tight end. Sadly, this is not the best matchup this week because Jacksonville gives up the seventh fewest points to tight ends on the season. Now, with that said, I do think he might be able to find an end zone target. So I don't hate him, even though it's a little bit of a messy matchup but that's kind of your own risk situation on the bench uh obviously 
Brocky Brock. Jackson gives up the 16th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but don't let this tempt you. You should not be starting Brock Osweiler. And then I do want to mention on the defensive side uh, is that Vince Wilfork is considered day-to-day, and he's a major part of that defense. So just another hit to this very sad defense at this point in time. Aww. Mm. I love me some Vince Wilfork. I don't know why I love him. I like Houston D. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Allen Robinson found double digits. Finally. Points. Congrats. Uh, he didn't have to compete for targets with Hearns after he uh, was out in the second half. Hearns remains in concussion protocol. Um, so keep an eye on that. Marquise Lee gets a bump if Hearns remains out. Um, but as for Robinson, um, he will need to make some magic happen against this tough defense. To me, he's a wide receiver three flex. Um, this week, um, he could possibly bump up to a wide receiver two, but he's going to be more need to be more consistent after the coaching change. So we will see, but it, it was promising last week. It was, it was. And man, after ramming on Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon last week, telling how consistent they were at five points, they were consistent this week too, with a little higher though. But I mean, they they are the same player. I swear that the same man. They're just divided right down the middle. They do crap <laughs> together. They do well together. They fumble together. Ivory managed to rush rush 107 yards, but no touchdowns and a fumble. Maybe they're Yeldon the same player, three. and they just swap out different jerseys every other play Seriously, to confuse the defense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeldon had 33 rushing yards, five receptions for 32 yards, and a touchdown. And don't forget, he too. Had a fumble. So I just feel like they work together. I mean, you know, so it's just it's a nice, glorious thing, those two. Uh, Yeldon is your best play, especially in PPR. Um, but you're going to play your own risk with these two. Uh, but it was nice that they kind of just bumped up together. They're probably not going to go back down together, but they, they just stay. It's so cute. Um, the thing about Blake Bortles is that he gets fantasy points when he is behind. He throws the ball a lot um, when they're behind. So it's tough. It's like you want to play him. You just don't want to watch him, right? So yeah. to me, this is the blind leading the blind in this quarterback matchup here with Osweiler and, and Bortles. Um, they're both, you know, having it rough this year. Uh, but – Houston gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points. It's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. I, I know yeah. Houston's D's beat up, but I, I'm i going to say, you know, it's just like the other games don't watch the first half of the game. He may do just enough in the second half for your fantasy team. So if, if you can stomach the ride, maybe. Go for it. He's right on the bottom of the cuff. Um, bench Julius Thomas is not my favorite play this week. He's coming off a bad week with only 21 yards and Houston is tight against Steve tight ends to give up the fifth fewest fantasy points. So I'm going to go ahead and not play Julius Thomas. I do think there's better tight end options out there. Denver Broncos, the New Orleans saints, Denver Broncos, start them all. It's the saints. Okay, within reason. <laughs> yep, within really? Reason. I was like, I don't know. Just within reason. That offense. Uh, oh. 
yeah, the offensive stuff, they're really struggling, but they've been called out, right? I think that's a good thing. I think sometimes the offense does do a turnaround when they've been called out, and they have the perfect matchup to be standouts this week. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are both must-starts to me. I know it's been a hit or miss for many and many more misses than hits for these two of these guys this year, but it's the Saints. You do not want to see these guys blowing up on your bench against the Saints. If you're going to start them any week, especially when we're talking about Emmanuel Sanders, that is, it's going to be this week. Just got to that Kubiak also is taking the being called out because the man throws more check down short of the first down marker than is humanly possible. It is. It's really infuriating. Ridiculous. It is infuriating. He's I'm actually blocking this whole conversation team. out. I, I know. <laughs> I, as it's, it's like, oh, Kubiak. Give okay. you a chance. Well, who you can feel good about starting is the Bronco or is the, is Brandon McManus. Sure. Okay. All yeah, right, we're all back. Yeah. We're all back on the positive train. All right, all right. I all think right. you can still start Denver's defense, even though it's New Orleans. I think they're still going to make plays. They're going to lose points because of touchdowns, but they think they're still going to make plays. Sleepers, this is bad news, guys. Devontae Booker might have just lost some time on the field to Mr. Capri Bibbs. Gary Kubiak says Bibbs has earned more playing time. Ooh, it's not what you want to hear. Uh, when you're going up against the Saints, it should be yes, Devontae Booker against the Saints. No. A little bit of bibs in there just to throw things off. So, I mean, I think the Booker will will still be a good play this week. Um, I think he will hopefully find the end zone for you. But, yeah, it it's not what you want to hear going in against a great matchup with your running back at all. As for Trevor Simeon, lots of talk about replacing him with Lynch. Um, after this that awful divisional rival loss against the Raiders. Um, it's a major risk playing a guy that is struggling, but this is a great matchup, and after being talked about so much, maybe that is a good thing for Simeon. Maybe he will have a one comeback game, you know, and then start going off the rails again. You know what I'm saying? It's risky. It's possible. It's very, very risky. risky. You may be seeing 12 points in your life. Mm. Maybe say nine points mm. in your life. I don't think against the Saints. I think and he's going to get two touchdowns. All depends on that Kubiak check down. We'll see. It's true. It's true. Well, All right, or the, the, the fail Mary. That's <laughs> yes. all. You guys yes. are sorry. Yes. There's you. You thought the hail Marys were supposed to be in the end zone, didn't you? You were so wrong. That was tricky. That was tricky, tricky, tricky. Like gotcha. that, like the kicker for Pittsburgh. Got you good, Fokker. Tricky, tricky, Got you good. Tricky. <sighs> tricky. All right. New Orleans Saints. Akeem Tlaib did not practice again today due to a back injury. He did not play last week. Neither did Kayvon Webster. He's mm. practicing, but it's a hamstring injuries, and those can be tricky, tricky, tricky. tricky, tricky. Uh, now, so what happened last week against uh, Oakland other than an entire implosion? which is pretty much what happened with the Denver defense. But they moved Chris Harris Jr. outside of the slot. They had they moved people around. Wade Phillips was up in the rafters because he's sick. I mean, the whole thing was just bizarre. Um, they just couldn't play the right defensive schemes without the people in. So if both of them are injured again, the Saints are playing at home. 
Yeah, the good home. Yeah. Play them all. So, yeah. I mean, first of all, I will say that um, ESPN's Mike Triplett reported that Mark Ingram and Tim Hightower are li- likely to continue the split that they were doing last week against San Francisco, and they just killed it. Well, you can kill it against Denver, too. Not only um, did uh, Latavius Murray put up 114 yards against Denver last week, but actually um, – <laughs> Denver's averaging allowing 109.1 rushing yards per game. Sad. Winning. Winning. So <laughs> even if they split that and one of them gets in the end zone, you want that guy. So I think it's going to be interesting. And again, if those uh, cornerbacks are out, you start Drew Brees. I almost think I'm going to start Drew Brees anyway because he's at home. I normally say don't start them against the Broncos, but – I don't know, uh, man. I'm starting them for sure. Well, it's hard when the defense, talking about the Broncos defense, is on the field all day. The whole time. Yeah, and that makes it tough. They can't yeah. they can't keep fresh, you know? And you always play Breeze at home. Breeze always. is yet to score under 20 fantasy points in any format at home. At home. And yeah, that and, and by the way, that 20 point game was against the Seahawks at home. Another great defense. Mm-hmm. I think the lowest is going to get is like 18. Now I'm going to say that it's going to get 12. You no. know it. You no. know it. All right. And then if you're going to start Breeze, then I guess you have to start Michael Thomas, my best friend. Sure. Hello. Okay. Oh, I just want to to say that Thomas has yet to have fewer than five targets or 44 yards in a game this season, no matter the matchup. Yeah, me. No problem. And uh, by the way, if Chris Harris Jr. is not in the slot, you're starting Willie Sneed. Brandon Cooks actually has been playing well lately too. He is on the the radar. However, I'm not going Fleener. Only Gates and Hunter have scored a touchdown against the Broncos all season long. Boom. (sighs) Bell Chargers. San Diego's got their numbers. Mm -hmm. They really do. Los Angeles Rams, the New York Jets, the Rams. All right. Kenny Britt. I'm putting him in the must start, fully knowing that after doing so, he could be a bust this week, right? Because it's Kenny Brett. It's possible. He's a boomer bust, right? Uh, but these receivers are tough to predict. But I like Brett's consistent targets and the fact that he has three touchdowns over the last three games. So that is why I'm putting Brett above them all into the into the must start. The Jets give up the 12th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, there for any other wide receivers should be on your radar if they are already on your team. I'm not saying like pick them all up and play them. I'm just saying they are interesting picks if you need a pick. Um, Lance like Kendricks, it. what you like? I it? like it. Yeah, I like interesting Lance, picks. Yeah, well, you know, like here we are. We're in injury buys and deep leagues and and the teams like the Rams, the Browns are where you actually need to pick up some players from, you know, because nobody owns those people. Um, Lance Kendricks has had two games with nine fantasy points in the last three weeks. Not too shabby for a tight end, as we all know. This is not a bad matchup for him. Also, he's averaging over nine targets a game in the last three weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, nice. it's a lucky nine number for him. Nine fantasy points, nine targets. Okay. Sleepers. Uh, I can't believe I mentioned the receivers for the LA Rams before mentioning Todd Gurley. Oh, how times have changed. 
Todd Gurley is listed as questionable and missed Wednesday's practice. They say it's just routine, not to be concerned, but it's hard not to be concerned with a dude who's done absolutely nothing for you and is not practicing. So I would say he's no more than a flex this week. On the bench, Case Keenum tore it up again last week with nearly 14 fantasy points. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man, what a mighty good man. Thank you. Ashley, Nearly, nearly. Nearly 14 fantasy points. Generous. Oh, man. He's in Simeon territory. Um, <laughs> it's getting exciting. Jets. Matt Forte. So he rushed 12 times, which is not a huge number of carries, but it was for 92 yards and a touchdown uh, in week nine against the Dolphins. He also had five catch, sorry, had a catch for five yards and on two targets. Now the Rams give the seventh fewest points to running backs. So he's not my favorite this week, especially because there is rumors that he's going to lose some touches to Powell, um, who had 10 touches for 51 yards last weekend. But in the same time, he does seem to still be behind Forte. So I'm not too nervous about that carry, that that committee of sorts. But for me, it's just a tough matchup. So, so he's for- already splitting carries, and they're saying that he's gonna get give they're gonna give more carries to Powell. Potentially. Yeah. Oof. Um mm-hmm. I don't know how many more carries you can give, 10 versus 12 touches, you know. And Forte did do better. He outperformed him. The issue is that Forte is he's been a little bit matchup dependent this year. And so for the fact that this is not a great matchup, I think you should try to look elsewhere. That's about Forte. He has a great matchup and he goes off and you get really excited, but then he goes up against a little bit tougher defense and you're going to be looking to kind of more in that five, six point range. So if that's okay yeah. for you, I think you can play him in a flex role, uh, but I wouldn't depend on Forte in terms of one of your RB one or RB twos this week, if you can avoid it. Now, hmm. I, what I'm hoping is, again, we said that Powell, you know, he is behind Forte, but he is still a major part of that offense. C.J. Spiller was officially active for the team uh, last week, but he did not see any action. So I'm hoping that they're not going to now incorporate a third running back into the mix with the C.J. Spiller nightmare that continues on any team that he goes to. Um, God, C.J. Spiller. Not my guy. He is not my guy. So we're just hoping that he's not part of this equation because he will throw Don't a screw nice. It up, Spiller. He does. I mean, he doesn't screw it up, but coaches <laughs> always screw it up because, you know, he's so talented. He's um, a really nice person. He's got to be delightful. I'm sure <laughs> he's a lot really of fun, nice. but it's a problem. <laughs> so, uh, again, keep an eye on this week because, again, he was active last week, but he didn't play. So, is what it is. Brandon Marshall. Let's talk a little about Marshall because this is another concern for me. He has not scored in four straight games. And he only has two games thus far this year in double digits in standard leagues. Not what you expect from Brandon Marshall. He will face the Rams defense who has allowed 14 passing touchdowns on the season. And the Rams get the 16 most fancy points wide receivers. So it should be a good matchup, but he's also had a lot of really good matchups the last few weeks and has still not scored. Now, if I may say that's because of Ryan Fitzpatrick which I know this is a look Brandon is giving me right now. Like, obviously, it's because of Fitzmagic. <laughs> Am I wrong, Brandon? I mean, you you need to go through whatever range of emotions you need to have about Fitz. <laughs> there's, I respect I, There's not enough time on this show for me to go through my full range of emotions. Okay. Ryan <laughs> oh, I was trying to be respectful and just make a face, but okay. It's it's a thing. And, and <laughs> I... 
I own Marshall. I'm a Marshall owner, and I, I can no longer start him at this point in time. There's, I just, I don't know what's going on. He has been a little bit beat up all season. At this point, he's got, he has fallen to that category of guys that have to prove it to you. And I think for the most part, everyone on this team is in that category because you've got Quincy Onuma who only had one catch for 25 yards because this guy is beyond hot and cold. Then you've got Jalen Marshall, uh, who had the team high of 59 yards and got a touchdown. But of course that's going to be somewhat of a one hit wonder because now we've got Devin Smith, uh, who is possibly coming back. He said that he's willing to take on more action when, whenever he's ready and they activate him off the pup list on Wednesday. So you don't know if he's actually be the one coming in now because technically he actually starting to get more touches than a new one before he got injured. So who knows? And then you got Fitzpatrick, who really isn't doing a whole lot. He was 17 to 28 for 193 yards. Yes, he had a touchdown, but he also had two interceptions. He did suffer a knee injury, and he was replaced by, we're very excited about Bryce Petty, uh, but then he went out pretty quickly. Fitzpatrick did suffer a sprained MCL, but he is expected to start this week. So again, it's just a complete nightmare. You really can't play anybody on this team this week unless it is Forte and a flex. Okay, about it. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Which quarterback has ruined their wide receivers the most? Is it Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is it Blake Bortles? Mm. Brock Osweiler? Trevor Simeon? Carson Palmer? Or Ryan Tannehill? I gotta this, go Brock. It's a lot of teams think about it only for the fact that deandre hopkins is completely healthy and was quarterback proof with some of the worst quarterbacks in the nfl and then brock comes along and it again 42 yards is what you can expect from him game in game out Mm. i'm liking this uh question segment courtney what do you think brandon i like it i'm feeling it courtney's still she's still in polling mode yeah she is uh (laughs) i don't know I would say Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills have been rendered useless. And then poor Jarvis Landry's like, I have so much talent. And I'm open. <laughs> but they're That's just gonna run that ball. Jay Jay's job is on lockdown. It's yeah. okay now. Yeah. It's over. Adam Gase is like, oh, you mean I don't have to have Ryan Tannehill throw the ball? Brilliant. You're in. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Come on, you guys know it's Brock. Brock is bad. Brock totally destroyed DeAndre he, Hopkins. Yeah, he Marshall's got some hip injuries. He's a little bit beat up. I think that's the problem there. Well, and it wasn't always Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That's right. I, that's right. I, 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 yeah. Maybe they'll go to Bryce Petty. A lot of options. I think Blake Bortles is one for me because, you know, he really took down two players. Took down Allen Robinson at, and Allen Hearns. And Julius Thomas, to be fair. And Julius Thomas. Really. So, so two I want players with fantasy you know, you spent high on, higher on each he took down. Okay. So that's really sad. All right, we'll move on from depression. Atlanta Falcons, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I will go down with the ship, and I'm just going to say you start Matt Ryan every week. Yep. I don't care. Philadelphia supposedly gives up the six fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but over the last two weeks, both Dak Prescott and Eli Manning have put up over 21 fantasy points. Totally been struggling, that Philadelphia Eagles. Oof, da. Oof, da. Um, so far this season, uh, save the back-to-back nice games in week one and two. Julio Jones has been great and then terrible every other week. He is on schedule to have a bad week, but you know you can't sit him, so... 
why even talk about it? Yeah. Bye. Bye. Supposedly Philadelphia gives up the 14th most points to opposing wide receivers in standard scoring. FYI. Devontae Freeman's going to go up against the Eagles who have given up three touchdowns to opposing running backs all season long. But he's getting the carries, getting the volume, keeps getting 100 yards, just getting in the end zone that's been tough. So that might continue again this week. Tevin Coleman is questionable with a hamstring injury that has held him out for two weeks. They could hold him out again this week because then the following week they have a bye. Keep your eye on the injury report. Supposedly they were he's coming smart. back, but they would do it. I need him, but if they're smart. They'd hold him out. Yeah, it'd be it would be smart for them because it looks like they're probably going to make the playoffs unless they just fall off a cliff, which could Falcons. happen. Yeah, could happen. They've done it before. Those Falcons. To be honest, they're really good at a few things. Jacob <laughs> Tammy didn't practice today due to a shoulder injury that held him out last week. Also questionable. Even if he is out, the Eagles give up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. It would be a tough matchup for rookie Austin Hooper. Although he did have a good game last week, like we said he would. So um, I definitely like Austin Hooper. I think he's a lot of talent. I think it'd be great if he you know kept the job but we just don't know so sorry for the bad answer but it's the truth and Mohamed Sanu isn't a great choice this week but he has seen six or more targets in four of his last five games two touchdowns in that time as well hit or miss however over the last two weeks oddly enough Taylor Gabriel has made some noise three catches for 68 yards and a touchdown and then five catches for 52 yards in week nine it's just it's interesting his volume's going up it's interesting keep an eye keep an eye all right the Eagles Jordan Matthews he has the best matchup you can ask for Mm -hmm. and has seen 14 targets over the last two weeks so I'm okay with it He's the only thing I'm sure about on this team. Only sure. Only thing. <sighs> Coach Pedersen finally confirmed that he that we have been saying for so long that Sproles is the leading back over Matthews. Mm. That's Ryan Matthews. Although Sproles didn't have a standout game last week, he should do pretty well against the Falcons that give up the 13th most fantasy points, which I think is actually probably a little bit more. Um, so I am okay with you starting Sproles. Zach Ertz had a bounce back week with 97 yards while catching all of his eight targets. And to me, that is the most impressive part. He caught all and he yeah. was targeted eight times as a tight end. That's great. And Atlanta Finally. is awful at covering tight ends. So I'm going to say, go ahead and play him. Don't get upset when he gets 3.4 points. That, that might happen, but he does have a possibility to, to have a big game. Ryan Matthews still has a chance to be a decent flex in deeper links. Listen, he's had a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. For some reason, the five tar- the five rushing attempts he has are all when they're about to score. So take it as it is. He may just get you seven fantasy points, and that might just be enough for you. Uh, but I wouldn't start him if I had if I didn't like have to. Okay. Um, Carson Wentz had 364 yards passing with no touchdowns and two interceptions last week. And they let him, they let him throw it around. They let him throw it way too much. <laughs> Pedersen wants him to throw a lot less and maybe that will get like take away the opportunities for mistakes. I really hope so because this is a great matchup and he has to keep his composure together to make it a successful day for him. So we will see. The Falcons give up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterback. So 
I can see if you're tempted. Caleb Sturgis is in uh, my sleeper category for kickers. Kind of like Sturgis. Kind of yeah. do. So I'm okay with you starting him. On my bench, I do have the Philadelphia defense on my bench. It's a bad matchup. They've had two bad games in a row. And Darrell Green Beckham had zero receptions on five targets last week. Mm. Delicious. Mm, it mm, sounds mm. like Sammy Coates. Mm, mm, mm. Sammy mm. Coates. <laughs> the best worst. The best worst. Yep. Yep. All right. You got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Carolina Panthers. Well, Kelsey does not fall into the best worst category. Um, oh, Kelsey. So he caught five passes for 58 yards against the Jags. It was the Jags. We're expecting him to do well. But my favorite part is that he was ejected from the game in the fourth quarter. Oh, crazy. <laughs> because he basically was irritated with the official and threw his own towel as if he was throwing a flag at the official and was ejected. I had to rewind it. I loved it so much. Oh, I loved it too. It was. I loved it too. I love ridiculous. Jacksonville was was like, yes, the one person we had to one person, and he gets himself ejected. I don't think he'll do that again. I got a feeling he got a very nice talking to from Andy Reid about throwing his own flag at the officials, while hilarious, not team friendly or appropriate, but. You know, the good news, though, is that he's going to be able to bounce back because Carolina has given up the third most fantasy points to tight ends thus far this season in standard scoring. So he should bounce back quite nicely. Pair that with the fact that he may not have a wide receiver on this team and Kelsey will certainly be getting a lot of targets. So he is an absolute must start. I feel incredibly good about Kelsey this week. Now, the rest of the team, I don't feel great about at all. So we'll start with the running back situation. Kendrick West was the main running back last week because Spencer Ware was out with a concussion. Uh, He only rushed for 39 yards off 13 carries. Not great, but he also caught three passes for 35, which kind of made up for it for you if you did start him. Now, barely, barely. But what were you expecting for Charge Kendrick West? You weren't expecting. Yeah. 14 points. Well, you should have been, and he should have provided that. Yes. Well, I was not, and he did not. I was thinking uh, well, him in a flex. Well, aren't and you a six? G- yes. Well, obviously, <laughs> we've already addressed that, Brandon. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, you can't really expect much this week because we also don't know what's going on. So Spencer Ware um, allegedly has a good chance of playing this week against the Panthers, according to Andy Reid. Uh, now, he still has to pass concussion protocol, which he has not done thus far. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. Carolina has given up the fifth fewest points to running backs. So this is what makes this not a great matchup in general because let's say where it does come back is an incredibly def- difficult matchup. Uh, we don't know if he'll be on a snap count for any reason. I can't imagine that he would be, uh, but that basically nullifies Charkandrick West other than maybe a change of pace back here and there. There's absolutely no reason to play him, but it is a really bad matchup for the running backs. And then we go to our wide receivers, Jeremy Macklin, uh, who had a growing injury going into week nine's game, then left the game with a growing injury. Um, he has been ruled out for the game. <clears throat> Sorry, he was ruled out for the game. Um, he's day-to-day. He's just, it's a complete nightmare. Macklin thinks he might actually miss more time. So not good, not good. So no. who does that leave us with? Carolina's got the fifth most fancy points wide receiver, so this should be a good matchup. But that leaves us essentially with who I think the two best options are, Tyreek Hill and Chris Conley. Um, both who have been to some extent, 
end zone targets, so that's okay. But again, I think most of the targets going to go to Travis Kelsey because it's just a better matchup and he's a more consistent player. Now, Alex Smith might be another one you're tempted to play. He will return this week against Carolina. Uh, Carolina gives up the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. We could say bye to Foles. They are recommitting to Alex Smith. Um, I love that there's a controversy. There was. I was like, what does what does Alex Smith need to do to get you people to respect him? There's nothing Alex Smith can apparently do to get anyone to respect him. <laughs> pass the ball past 20 yards. Well, there's that. Yeah, that but that's also play calling. That's that also there. play calling. They got a case oh. of the Cubs. They got a case of the Cubs in Indy. in Kansas City. <sighs> there's nothing like Kubiak. There's Don't, nothing. Do, I can't, I can't, I can't get your back mouth. into it. I can't yeah, get back Andy into Reed. it. Um, Andy Reid and Kubiak, <laughs> they have brunch together and talk about their favorite checkdown plays of all time. So. They do. They're like, how can we make Oakland win this division? Checkdown, baby. Let's I'll check, tell you, down. check down. Let's that check is down. a great play. It only makes you two yards short of the first right. down. <laughs> they'll they'll never see it coming. It good, though, but it looks good. That's right. Looks good. Oh. So complicated Third, that yeah. was to get mm-hmm. le- two less yards than we needed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Third and 28. Let's do a checkdown. Yeah, let's do that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. That, I would say don't play Alex Smith unless you were super, super desperate. It's an okay matchup. He probably is good for 15, 16 points, but let's hope you can get more than that. The Chiefs did re-sign Niall Davis, which we thought they were going to do. Jamal Charles could resume play as soon as week 17. Allegedly, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they'll wait to the postseason. So that is about it. Oh, and Justin Houston is activated off the pup list. Um, he may play this week, but I think they're going to hold him out. Mm-hmm. Um, last week in one of my links, I had to play Shark Kendrick West and Jonathan Stewart. Mm. So mm. that was a rough week. Mm. But I will say, since we just talked about Alex Smith, I won again. With Alex Smith? No, because Alex Smith didn't play because he was hurt, and Carson Palmer was on by. So you played with Alex? No. With no quarterbacks, no. second time, and guess what? Still one. W. W. But he, was, but he was in your lineup, though, right? Just on his bye or not? No, bye, he's I, out. no. I picked up uh, Landry Jones. Just okay, in case. just in case. And so I had Landry Jones in my lineup with a zero, <laughs> and then I played like somebody else's my because it's like a super flex, you know? Who'd so you I be? The Tilted Towers. Um... <laughs> I know, I know. You know, everyone knows the chil- Tilted Towers. <laughs> That's what this name is, the thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, it's my misfit team, you guys. And I, the, I was with playing with Ryan Matthews on my team. I just want to say that out loud. Um, I still got well over 100 fantasy points and uh, winning. I can't decide if that's why people should or should not listen to us. I know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's not poor management, you guys. You're like, why are you playing without a quarterback? It's 16 teams, two quarterback leagues. There are no quarterbacks on the waivers, okay? Yeah. None. Should have played Kaepernick. Kaepernick's not on the waivers. (laughs) Kaepernick's been gone a long, long time ago. I'm speaking for all. I'm speaking for all. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right, we'll get into the Carolina Panthers. Greg Olson, bad matchup, but you never bench Olson. He's the only guy to have a good day last week with 52 yards and a touchdown. Must start. All right, Jonathan Stewart should remain in your lineup as a running back, too. Or flex. I'm sorry about last week. I know it was bad. I had him, too. 
Um, he was only able to get 42 yards on 15 carries. I think he will do much better this week, and I don't expect a lot seeing that the Chiefs um, that hasn't allowed more than 62 yards rushing since their bye, but I think it's going to be just enough. I think he's going to get more than the 62 yards. I think he may find the end zone. So I think he'll probably get 12 fantasy points around there. Um, a lot better than 44.2 last week. Um, if the Chiefs are bad at anything when it comes to defense, it's covering the wide receivers. So Calvin Benjamin, he's been a consistent seven to eight fantasy points kind of guy. So you can just go ahead and pop him right back in. Probably might get you nine this time. If that's good enough for you, enjoy yourself. Ted Ginn and Devin Funches have yet to be fantasy relevant. So just keep moving. Carolina's defense. Carolina had a slow start, but has had two games with a total of 12 sacks, two interceptions, a fumble, and a touchdown. Um, They may have a decent game this week against the Chiefs. As far as sleepers, Cam Newton has struggled the last two weeks against tough defenses. This week he faces another tough defense. Uh, You know, his line seems to be struggling as well. Newton has been sacked a lot, and this isn't my favorite week for Newton, so... Um, I'm not excited about him this week, but don't get discouraged. He f- he faces the New Orleans Saints where he scored 38 points that time or 27 fantasy points that time. So you can do it, okay? You can do it. Uh, and that's it. Chicago Bears, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Bears. I guess threatening a guy's starting position can work because it surely did with Howard. Yep. He had 153 <laughs> yards rushing and a touchdown, another 49 yards receiving in week uh, nine. So yummy, or week eight, because they were on by. Uh, he should look to try to repeat that performance when he faces the Bucks. that give up the seventh most fantasy points against running back. So I'm totally playing Howard this week. Zach Miller is a viable option for a tight end if you need one, guys. Ten targets um, in two of his last three games and had 88 yards last time he played. It's a great matchup. Um, I think there's worse options for tight ends. As I said earlier, Love there's better options for tight ends. Yep. Now I'm telling you, it's Zach Miller. Alshon Jeffrey is a must-start, obviously. He's still not injured. Week 10, week 10. Impressive. Worth the deal, guys. Eddie Royal looks to be making his return this week. I don't know what that means for Meredith but I would say that it doesn't look good for a guy that's only saw two targets in each of the last two games he's played without Royal being in. It's that's not Hoyer. awesome. That's the problem. It's Hoyer. It's Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, and Cutler likes Royal too. So, you know, it's, it's over. It's not It's not good, guys. It's over. Uh, Royal could be a decent play in deep links if you need a Hail Mary. Tampa Bay gives up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. And as for Chicago's defense, Tampa Bay does give up a lot of fantasy points to defenses, and the Bears have had three decent games in a row. So it's a it's a flyer, but it's there. Um, and I can't tell you to start color. I just can't. Can't do it. Sorry. One of these days. One of these days. So Mike Evans, he left last week's game with a concussion. He still remains in concussion protocol as mm-hmm. of today, uh, but he did also fully practice today. Now, so we are, I am hopeful that he will actually play, fingers crossed, because it is such a good matchup. Chicago's given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, which means Evans could have a huge week this week. Like, huge. So we are all That's fingers nice. crossed that he will heal quickly and, and go through concussion protocol and play this week. 
Cameron Brake is another one of these tight ends that Courtney has talked about where these are guys that you should be looking at. Um, again, we talked about him for the last few weeks and that we're a big fan. He had five receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. Um, Grant, it's not the best matchup because Chicago's going to have the eighth fewest fantasy points, but this is a guy that Winston looks at, and I feel pretty good despite the fact that this is a technically a bad matchup on paper. I still like Brake this week. I still think he's a viable option personally. We also talked about Adam Humphreys as somebody, if you needed to have a super deep grab with potential, what did he do? 46 yards and a touchdown. He had seven Woo! targets. That is exactly what we said he was going to do. We go, this is a guy that could possibly get you a touchdown. He's someone that Winston does look at, and indeed he did. So I think, again, there's a potential uh, for him to have a decent game because, again, it is such a good matchup for wide receivers this week. So if you need to dig deep again, I think you can also look Adam Humphrey's direction this week. Jameis Winston, he did have a knee injury in the second half uh, against the Falcons, um, but he practiced in full today. So that's the good sign there. Chicago is a middle of the pack defense. So we don't really need to worry too much about him in terms of how this matchup's going to play out. I think Winston will probably do just fine. I don't think that you're playing Winston per se this week, but I think you can feel pretty good about his surrounding cast. Peyton Barber. <sighs> I needed him to do well last week. He did not. Uh, it wasn't. It was not awful. It was 11 carries for 31 yards, and he had another 24 yards in the air. Um, but we got a really interesting running back situation here. So again, we've got Peyton Barber in the mix. We've got Mike James um, in the mix, and then Anton Smith, who carried five times for 25 yards, but he now is going to be out for the season due to a knee injury. And then we've got Doug Martin who was limited in practice and might actually come back and play this week. Come back. Come back. It's not too exciting because it is not a great matchup. It's the Bears give the third fewest points to running backs. So not a great matchup for Doug Martin to come back with. I think we need to basically try to stay away entirely. And just on a sad note, Jack Wiz Rogers is still in his boot. So there is really no chance he's coming back this week. <sighs> Oh, sad. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with some more matchups. We got the Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Redskins. Yeah, Vikings. Also not my happiest of write-ups, but when are the Vikings really a happy write-up the last few weeks? We'll start with positive, <laughs> though. Stefan Diggs, he did pretty well. He, you know, 80 yards off 13 catches. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's fine Woo! with me. Washington's given up the 10th fewest points to wide receivers, but I still feel okay about Diggs. I feel like Diggs is one of these guys that has a pretty high floor. So he may not have the best game of his life, but I think you're probably good for probably seven points at minimum, I would say. So I think you're okay with playing stuff on Diggs. We've got another fun, yummy running back situation. And by yummy, I mean not yummy at all. Uh, Matt Asiata. Not so productive. He was, sorry, a nine for 27 yards. Uh, he has not scored in the past three games. And he now gets to share carries with not only Jerick McKinnon, but Ronnie Hillman's now in the picture, guys. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it's weird. Denver's best running back is in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop it. Devontae Booker is good. I, I, I'm just making a funny. I don't really believe that Booker owners. I'm sorry. I know no. it's a rough time right now. It is a rough time, but, but we are missing. Him, but you're also not wrong, Brandon. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, you know, I mean, that's the thing. So 
Asiata, who technically was kind of the starter, because again, this was they like to switch on and off all season long between who's actually kind of the starter between Asiata uh. and McKinnon. It was technically in Asiata's court at this point in time. But then Hillman technically, I guess, had the best week. Um, I mean, here's the thing. McKinnon was seven attempts for eight yards. <laughs> That's not great. Uh, and then Hillman was seven attempts for 30 yards, but he also has 62 total yards because of some catches. Um, but the Redskins, they have allowed 12 rushing touchdowns thus far this season, um, which is the highest total of the league. So there's potential that this three-headed monster could actually do fairly well on all of them. Technically, I just can't tell you which one for sure it's going to be. And that's the hard part. I, you know, it's a little bit easier with two, but when you've got three people in the fight, I just don't, I have, you're just kind of guessing, but you may be in a situation where you have to guess. So they kind of, I don't know. I kind of like Ronnie Hillman this week, quite honestly, but that might be, the, I don't know. It's risky. It's a risky, risky, risky play. <laughs> They're um, all risky. Yeah, Sam Bradford was 31-40 for 273 yards and a touchdown. He pretty much caps out at 15 points if you're looking throughout the season. So if that's enough for you, then go for it. But keep in mind that Washington's given up the eighth fewest fantasy points at quarterbacks, so his usual 15 points might be less. It might be more in that 11-12 point range. So I don't love that. And then because kickers do matter, Blair Walsh allegedly remains the Vikings' starting kicker. Um, but... They did work out two other kickers this week, Kai Forbath and Randy Bullock. So yeah, they want to get rid of them. There's no doubt. So make sure you, if you are a Blair Walsh owner, definitely be checking to make sure there are no changes prior to this game as they worked out two kickers on Tuesday. So keep an eye Boom. on that. Yep. Washington. Not a big fan of any of these players going up against Minnesota, um, but still Jordan Reed played his first game back in two weeks in London or two weeks ago in London. He caught nine of his 13 targets for 99 yards and a touchdown. You can't argue with that production for tight ends, especially with how bad it is. So I guess concussions be damned. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Mm. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw for 458 yards in London. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Minnesota gives up the third fewest points so to opposing quarterbacks uh, Marcus Mariota scored just over 16 points uh, in week one Aaron Rodgers just over 17 points in week two but since then no one has gone over 15 fantasy points against them um, that includes uh, Cam Newton and Eli Manning okay uh, but then Brock Osweiler Carson Wentz Jay Cutler Matthew Stafford so you decide you decide which camp do you think <laughs> That Kirk falls into. And by the way, that could be controversial depending on who you ask. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love Jamison Crowder. Uh, you know, he's had two big games of over 100 yards a piece and a touchdown in one of them. But uh, this is, you know, not. Um, not great. So they give the second fewest points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, eh. And then we're going to talk about here real quick. Uh, Deshaun Jackson then is not healthy right now um it's a problem and it looks like rob kelly is going to be now sharing time with matt jones so if you want two people to split 10 carries you can come to washington (laughs) (laughs) what a disaster right now here's what's so crazy so um matt jones has only carried the ball once 
or carried the ball 20 times once this year. That's it. And that was week four versus Cleveland. However, which by the way, you should be running on Cleveland. Cleveland gives up the second most points. It's crazy. However, Kelly carried the ball 21 times at Cincinnati slash London over the bot. And then, the, and then they had the bye. So why? Anyway, uh, Deshaun no. Jackson questionable. You shouldn't be playing him anyway. There you go. Green Bay Packers, the Tennessee Titans. Aaron Rodgers is in an awesome streak right now and should Tricky. continue to be in your lineup. Duh. Jordan Nelson, he had his second game with 15 fantasy points and standard links in a row. I'm not kidding. 94 yards and a touchdown in each week. The last two weeks. Exactly 94 points. It's nuts. Wow, it's the only thing was a little different is that he had three more receptions in last week's game for the PPR, so that does matter if you're in PPR league. Tennessee's, Tennessee's defense is better than we all think, but I am not concerned about Nelson. I'm still playing him. Randall Cobb was on a snap count last week and still managed to grab a touchdown. He should be playing even more this week, so add some more yards onto those stats. Ty Montgomery and Devontae Adams are great plays as well. To be honest, you guys are just are starting everyone. Mason Crosby is part of that. James Starks is listed as questionable this week. The Packers need a running game, but Crazy. I'm not sure if I can trust him yet. I, he's probably going to be on a bit of a snap count, so it's a very risky play. Um, Rashard Rogers had 10 targets last week. 64 yards. That was by far his best game. And although this is a nice matchup for him, Way I to go, don't trust Richard. that guy. I don't trust that guy. Uh, Denver <laughs> or Green Bay's defense falls into the sleeper category for me as well because Tennessee, Tennessee does tend to give up a lot of fantasy points to defenses. So, and Green Bay's been a little hit or miss. So it, I think this could be a good game for them. The Titans. So you must start every week, DeMarco Murray. Uh, he rushed 14 times, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And he had 29 yards in the air off seven catches, or excuse me, seven targets, and seven catches because he catches all the balls because he's Mr. Surehands. Um, but people are starting to get a little bit nervous because he did not practice today. And I got hit with my little Yahoo alert on my phone that DeMarco Murray did not practice. Um, I'm not worried oh, about I it. I need to turn on those notifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sometimes um, you don't want to. It's true. Um, Giants, Jason Pierre, Paul blew off his hand. Man, I tell you. I, was like, I don't enough. let Twitter come. A lot. Enough. No, you can't. Yeah, Twitter cannot have announcements. No. No, no notifications <laughs> from Twitter. No notifications from Twitter. No. no. Oh, no. I have my notifications for Twitter. What? Oh no! It's a bad no, idea. No. It's it's you have like a, that means you have just a hundred different like notifications mm-hmm. all the time on your phone. It's true. That's horrible. I, I just how, how do you not have an anxiety attack? I do. I'm on a verge of a mental breakdown every day. <laughs> <laughs> then turn off your notifications. Friend, I've operated. One. I'm a type A person. I've operated on a verge of a mental breakdown for at least 15 years. It's how I operate. Well, the oh notifications gosh. are un- an unnecessary ad. That's all we'll see. We'll see. Maybe my New Year's resolution of 2017. No notifications. Get the boomerang app for your Gmail. <laughs> so, anyway, back to DeMarco Murray and the fact that I was notified. Uh, I think just resting him. I'm not too worried about it. Green Bay gives up the six fewest fantasy points to running backs, but DeMarco Murray, as we've discussed all season long, is kind of one of these guys that you don't really look at matchups for because he's just so good on both sides of the ball. Um, I'm not worried about it. I think he's fine. You can't bench DeMarco Murray. So there's certainly no better options than running backs right now that you can get cute with. Uh, you're playing DeMarco Murray. 
Now, Delaney Walker, we, we talked about last week, I think on our SiriusXM show, um, not on the podcast, that he had a little bit of a setback during practice. He had slipped and fall last week. He did play last week in the game, though. He you know, was targeted nine times uh, for 42 yards, and he did score. So if you played Delaney Walker, he did just fine for you. He did practice uh, today, so you can feel pretty good, even though he is still listed with that growing injury. I think you can feel okay about it. Green Bay does give the 12th most fantasy points. So I think you can expect another game in that 30 to 60 yard range and a touchdown because that's just what Delaney Walker does. Yeah. Um, and Marcus Murray is incredibly comfortable with him. So I think you can feel good about that. I also feel good about Richard Matthews. So he had six catches for 63 yards and two touchdowns last week against the Chargers. And the Chargers that's are a good defense. They are, they are a really good ladies. defense. Richard Crazy. Matthews? Yes. Yeah. He's on my missed team wire that, yeah, that I had. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, he was targeted 10 times. I mean, that's a ton of targets. Um, and I think the Kendall Wright has been helping him out in that because now there's another viable wide receiver on this team. Green Bay has got the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers, so this is a good matchup for both him and Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright, by the way, is averaging 73 yards per game. In the last so four insane. games, if you look at the last four games that he has played here, which is insane, and that's eighteen point three yards for each one of those catch on that average. So yeah, I'll take that. Uh, and Marcus Mariota, it's another decent matchup. It's a middle of the pack, so you can still play Mariota if you need to. Uh, Derek Henry, though, uh, he did strain his calf, and he could miss up to two weeks. So make sure you get him out of your lineup. Boom. Miami Dolphins at the San Diego Chargers. All right, start. Jay Jay, the uh, Dolphin. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you, he's only been going downhill on fantasy points. I mean, in week six, he had 32.7. <laughs> in week seven, he had 27.6. And in week Ugh. eight, he had 19 fantasy points. It's, I mean. Ew. So it will be bad come playoffs. <sighs> right now, he's still trending well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. You start him. He's a freak. He's the only one in the Dolphins that can play. You know why? Because they have a man named Ryan Tannehill. Brandon's favorite. So anyways, uh. I think Jarvis Landry is going to have the best game of his of the season. Ooh. I, I ranked him rather high. I think the right. coaches have realized and they have stated that they need to get him more involved. He is open. It's not all the coaches' faults because Tannehill can't <laughs> throw the ball. But I think they're going to make it happen this week. I think I think that I think that Jarvis Landry is going to make two big plays that is going to get you enough fantasy points that he is definitely a must start this week. Everybody else is on the bench, it's not worth talking about. Moving on. San Diego Chargers. Okay. Uh Philip Rivers, you can still play Philip Rivers um as a very low-end QB1. He had another decent week, 24 of 33 passes for 275 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Miami gives up the 13th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, so there is an opportunity for him to score. What's been the problem for him is that his wide receivers are injured, which has really left him only Gates, and Hunter Henry didn't play last week. So he's got limited options, but he's starting to get a little bit of people healthy back. Melvin Gordon... Again, we talk about is it obviously a must play for all those Gordon haters out there. You make absolutely no sense. Uh, he rushed 32 <laughs> times. And they, again, the Chargers keep saying they're going to start to limit his carries. Really? 32 touches for 196 yards and a touchdown? 
Yeah. That's not limiting it, and that's okay for us. Uh, he also had 65 yards in the air off four catches. So, you know, Gordon is a beast, and Miami has given up the 14th fewest points to running backs this season, but that is dead middle of the NFL in terms of coverage. So you can feel just fine about Melvin Gordon. Antonio Gates and the guy I think you can feel fine with. Uh, he and Philip Rivers are in a groove. We thought they'd be in this groove a lot earlier, but Gates was injured. So I think we are starting, finally starting to see what we thought was going to happen, which is that Rivers, Gates, sweet, sweet magic. They're really close to getting that record. So I think we're going to see, again, more attempts at getting Gates a touchdown. Um I think you feel fine about it. Miami gives up the 12 fewest points, but again, it's Gates and we're not too concerned about it. Hunter Henry was Get limited in practice. The groove. Sorry. Had like to break the radio show on. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Boy, you got to prove your Brand. love to me. Brand's picking her yeah. up. Love it. We should do a Madonna theme for the radio show. We could. We should think about it. We should think All about right. it off air. Ashley, <laughs> finish up. Uh, Chargers. So keep your eye out for Hunter Henry. We're not sure what's happening with him because he was limited in practice. Um, we've got situations obviously. Travis Benjamin, he left the game injured. Uh, he has a sprained PCL. Um, he did not practice Wednesday, so it's not looking encouraging for him. Tyra Williams has also been with a knee questionable every single week, but he's at least had a better week. Um, you know, he was he was targeted seven times. He was able to get a touchdown and 65 yards. That's okay. I think you're going to see the same scenario this week, so you can expect similar numbers. Miami's given up the seventh most fantasy points, so it is actually a good matchup for the wide receivers, which means Dontrell Inman also has a chance to do well. He's one of those boomer bust guys. He has had 22 targets over the last um, three games, so there's chances that he can do production. Again, he's so boom and bust. Uh, you need to be very desperate, but because of the good matchup, you've got an opportunity. Um, and then interestingly enough, they signed Jeremy Davis from New York Giants to the practice squad and then immediately <laughs> activated him to the roster because, again, Benjamin is injured and out. So hopefully he's not going to ruin your day and you play Tyrell Williams and then Davis scores a touchdown. It's possible. Though. Get Gates the TD. Oh, man. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals. All right. My must starts. None. <laughs> My sleepers. None. Uh, everybody was on the bench, including Kaepernick. For all you Kaepernick lovers, yes, he had a good game with almost 400 yards and two touchdowns. He's the best. Uh, but he was playing the Saints. So if he didn't have a good game, we got a problem. So yeah, he did okay. But he's playing Arizona, who gives up the second fewest points to quarterback. So this should not go well for Kaepernick. I just the possibility of starting Trevor Simeon against New Orleans, and you're like, ooh, no, that's risky. And now you're saying Colin Kaepernick had a great game against New Orleans, but if he hadn't, it would have been issues? He's not that's a checkdown guy. Like He's Simeon. not a checkdown. That's down. not fair. He's, that is fair. I'm saying he, the same, he do... did well because he did well. Right, but we have to throw beyond the first – the first yeah. down marker yeah. once yes. to get it first down. You're right, Courtney. Simeon has a shot to do well. And by well, I was anticipating 16 points for Kaepernick. <laughs> he did better than that. And so that's encouraging. But not and encouraging well. against the Cardinals, who are going to serve it up on a platter for him. Right. It's going to be ugly. Because, again, we have no clue what's going on with these wide receivers, which is beyond frustrating. That Jeremy Curley, who was hot at the beginning of the season, is virtually non-existent now. The Kaepernick is a quarterback. Uh, he only had 22 yards. That is horrible. 
Torrey Smith only had 18 yards, who was his favorite target for a while. And he was limited in practice on Wednesday, so now he's injured and a kind of a bogus target. Of course, you've got your Quentin Patton, who is useless, but apparently now is the guy on the team with six catches for 106 yards. But because he had a good game against the Saints means he will not have a good game this week because that would be too, far too easy for people. That is not how this is going to work out. And then the fact that the Cardinals give the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, not a great matchup for any of these guys. We're avoiding all of them. Vance McDonald finally had a decent game with 84 yards, but it's another bad matchup. Arizona gives up the absolute fewest points to tight ends. You're not playing that guy. And then we got our running back situation. So you had Dewan Harris, who actually had a decent week, uh, he, but he only rushed 10 times. Only 10 times they give this guy the ball uh, for 59 yards, and he did at least have five catches for 83. But Arizona's give Harris your TD. <laughs> He's giving up the f- – excuse me. Brandon's really just going to with Madonna right now. Uh, Sorry to break the flow. Arizona's give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. And we got <laughs> Carlos High, which might potentially ruin it for you because Chip Kelly is our favorite person of all time. Hyde is wearing a no-contact jersey this week and will continue to wear a no-contact jersey. And Chip Kelly is just going to decide during game time whether he's ready or not. So he's going to practice all week, giving us no inclination of whether he will actually play. And it's just going to be a Chip decision. Just up to Chip. Yeah. Chip, Chip. Okay. All right. Cardinals. Uh, San Francisco does not play defense, so you will start everyone on this team. Let me make this clear. David Johnson could maybe break fantasy football records. Absorb yes. that. Gosh, I hope so. Uh, JJ Nelson is now the new starter. Uh, in week eight, he caught uh, eight of his t- 10 targets for 79 yards and two touchdowns. But Bruce Arians has said he's earned the starting role, which means that Mike- Michael Floyd is on my bench. I do want to just give you a quick uh, Larry Fitzgerald is dealing with a low ankle sprain, but he should be able to play. But that's why he's on the injury report. You love Larry Fitzgerald in this matchup. Carson Palmer, people love him in this matchup. He certainly was good last week with 363 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. Way to go, Courtney. Victory. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure if this is a trap game or not, but other than that, you do you. You do you. It wasn't last week. It was the week before last because last week. But, yeah, that's right. That's why I said I didn't play him. I I didn't bench Aaron. Carson Palmer for no for no quarterback. I'm not that crazy. Dallas Cowboys the at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're living on the, the edge. edge. Yeah, there you go. That reminds <laughs> me so much of our parents. They freaking loved Aerosmith. Oh, so it's good. Like favorite. Who did that? All right. Yeah. I mean, Rolling Stones. I went to Aerosmith's concert, and I was so pregnant with my first child. And it was uh, it was awesome. It was her second was concert. Great. After Rod Stewart. Well, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got some well, stories. Mom and Dad took us to both concerts. Or I think it was Bruce Springsteen. I take it back. It was Bruce Springsteen was her first concert in my belly, and then it was Harrismith. So right. Well, when you're and she can't dance, so I don't know. I don't know. I got to admit, I don't like <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Twitter, be kind. Be uh, kind. I don't like Bruce. She didn't mean it. Okay. Cowboys. It's one of the worst concerts I've ever been to. The Pepsi Center concert. It was not that bad. It was bad. I was really nauseous. Mm. Anyways, Dallas Cowboys. My first concert was calling me bad, so I feel like I don't have an opinion on this. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, because mine ruled. That's right. 
Molly, Ezekiel she, Elliott, obviously. Uh, since week two, though, Duke, Dak Prescott has had 17 or more fantasy points every single week. Legit. Uh, news came out that uh, they are starting Dak Prescott this week. It's a little weird how they announced it probably forever, but whatever. It's an awkward situation, so I'll give them a pass. But let's just be real. <laughs> it is awkward. <laughs> it is awkward. I, I mean, I'm not going to even judge them. Let's just be real. You're not worried about Dak right now. Uh, Jason Witten went back-to-back games with over 100 yards and a touchdown. Hello? Actually, he didn't have 100 yards in the first game. I'm sorry. No, he didn't. The second game, he had 134 yards and 10 catches. What a douchebag. Eight of his 10 catches, targets. It's clearly getting late. I'm losing my mind. Anyway, Des Bryant, though, had a bummer of a game. And yeah. here's the thing. I, You know, listen, the week before that, he only caught four of his 14 targets, right? And I think that we maybe didn't – or I'm sorry, four of his 11 targets. I'm doing this on the top of my head, and the word's right in front of me, so that makes zero sense. Uh, now, he, you know, he did go for a lot of yards, but I think that we didn't take that into account. That's a very bad percentage. It is real here. And I don't think that we've given enough credit to how much of chemistry Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott have created. You guys, Cole Beasley for president. We can do it again, you guys. No, we, we'll never do it. It's, it's, actually, it's actually over. No. Yeah, it's over. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's over. too bad. It's I, I, yeah. Too bad. Yeah. He's going to be president of my fantasy football team because I love him. Yeah. I love him. And ride him in at this point. Ride him in. <laughs> ride him in. Ride him in. Uh, yeah, and so there you go. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And other Pittsburgh Steelers. Want me to talk about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. You're going to start them all. You're probably going to be a little disappointed. Aw. I'm sorry. Let's just be real for a second. Big Ben looked terrible, right? He looked really really hurt. (laughs) And it got better as the game went on. And I don't want to be, like, offensive or anything. And I think that, obviously, he's a fantastic player and all sorts of stuff. Because sometimes I feel like when we say these things, it seems like we're being jerks. But, like, he looked hurt. I kind of thought to myself, could you just have given him one more week? I mean, he just looked hot. He kept favoring it and hopping in weird ways. I just – it did get better. But, again, I'm a little bit concerned. And it ends up that Dallas is actually pretty decent at defending just about everything, to be entirely frank. So, um, basically, Dallas gives – up the 14th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They give up the second fewest points to opposing running backs, and this is in standard scoring. They give up the eighth fewest to wide receivers, and then they give up the 11th most to tight ends. Now, here's the problem. Ladarius Green is still on pup. They said there's a chance he'll play in week 10. We've been hearing that for a while. Uh, He's practicing I don't know. It's a little weird. They could go to Jesse James, but Jesse James has yet to go over 18 yards in the last three games and has not scored. If he doesn't score, he's not really much help for you. So yeah. it's hard for me to suggest him. But sure, are you going to start Antonio Brown? Yes. Are you going to take start Le'Veon Bell? Yes. And let's pretend that last week was a hiccup and it's never going to happen again. And then there's Eli Rogers, who had a huge game, even though supposedly he was a healthy scratch before caught six of his 10 targets for 103 yards. Sammy Coates, disaster. Disaster. Zero catches on five targets. You know what? He is boomer bust in possibly the worst way ever. But I do want to say he has only had three games with more than 56 yards. Two games between 50 and 56 yards. The rest, zero 
four and zero mm. yards. Mm. There you Oof. go. It's nice. That's nice. All right. Seattle Seahawks, the New England Patriots. It's the time of year, guys. It is the time of year that Russell Wilson decides to start playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time is now. Here's my issue. This has always been my big beef with Russell Wilson is that he's fairly average the first half of a season, and then the guy comes on at the end, and he creeps his way into the top ten quarterbacks every year. creeping his way up. Uh, he's not close at this point in time, but – you know what? I think the tide has turned. He was finally not listed on the injury report. He was 20 26 passes for 282 yards, two touchdowns. He was the second highest scoring quarterback in standard leagues last week. Um, he still is not really rushing. So you aren't really seeing what you've seen in terms of him being able to run for the touchdowns and be kind of a threat on his feet. That still is not rebounded yet. But I think we're starting to see a pretty a pretty nice little stretch of games potentially new England gives up the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. If you look at the games after that, he is playing Philly whose defense has been certainly sliding the last few weeks, Tampa Bay. I'm not worried about them. Carolina's defense has been poor. He's entering some really nice defenses coming into your playoffs. So I feel pretty good about Russell Wilson right now, which I didn't wasn't sure I was actually going to say this entire season, but you know what? I'm glad we're actually at this point now. Jimmy Graham, eight catches for 103 yards, Woo-hoo! and a couple of touchdowns. He had a great so game. Good. Great game. Um, now, New England is at the 13th fewest points of tight ends. But I think Jimmy Graham is going to be just fine because, again, Jimmy Graham has kind of virtually become this safety blanket for Russell Wilson right now, and their chemistry is off the charts right now. So I feel okay about Jimmy Graham despite kind of a ho-hum matchup. Uh, Doug Baldwin, he jumped up from his five points. <coughs> eight points yep big big steps big steps uh but not a good matchup this week guys they give up the six fewest fantasy points to wide receivers so i don't love this matchup jermaine curse tyler lockett paul richardson all had under four points in standard leagues nothing to write home about you're not starting any of those guys christian michael's a problem uh he rushed only five times for just one yard one yard he did have a touchdown uh but that is really sad and pathetic uh anyway, let's give the 12 fewest fantasy points to running backs and now we've got cj Procise come in who i believe you played last week courtney mm-hmm. he at least got you some points uh he lost enough yeah he only rushed three times for nine yards but he had a catch for six yards again not great numbers i we don't know what's going on here this team is basically holding out and waiting um, for Thomas Rawls to come back. But what's interesting is CJ Procise, he was in on 55% of the snaps, whereas Christian Michael was in for less than 40%. So that's Christian what, Michael. I know, but Pick Christian Michael has technically been this starter on this team. We are in week 10, and he has been the guy this entire season. And yet, again, we are seeing this confidence slipping where now we've got CJ Procise in. They are basically waiting for Thomas Rawls, who – Will not play this week, but there is a very good chance that he will play in week 11. So, unfortunately, the era for Christian Michael is coming to a very abrupt end. Beep, 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 beep. Hello. Is Thomas there? Hello? Still on hold. Still on hold. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brandon, those Patriots. I'm losing my mind over here. It's getting late on the East Coast. You guys, I know our listeners love this. By the end, I'm like, Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion Lewis may be coming back. What? 
Yeah, I think this might be real. If Deion Lewis is available in your league, I'd go pick him up just in case. I still think LeGarrette Blunt's going to get his work, but I think that he will take the place of James White. So got to get it together. Clearly, this is a very tough matchup against Seattle. The good news is that they're playing them at home. Um, it's very difficult for me to say not to start Tom Brady based on the fact that he's basically rocked it for four games straight. His down game was at Pittsburgh, but... Um, He's looking pretty good. And then we got Rob Gronkowski, clearly three games back-to-back with a touchdown. Julian Edelman is questionable right now with a foot injury. This is just who he is emotionally. And in good news, he had his first touchdown last week, so that was good. Uh, again, like Garrett Blunt, you know, it, it just like what what does this guy do? So he has scored a rushing touchdown in all but one game this season. Wow. At least one. That's awesome. I don't know why they'd go away from him, but in this particular matchup, I don't think I'd go for one of these Chris Hogan trendy spot starts. This isn't the week. No. Boom. All right, guys. Monday night football. Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, the New York Giants. So I'm going to start with my sleepers because I have AJ Green. Again, he's never really a sleeper, but I have him in kind of my I don't know category. Um, the Giants have been sneakily pretty good on defense, especially if you look at the last five games. They have not allowed yeah. a receiver to have more than 85 yards in any of those games. And they are giving up right now the 15th most fantasy points to wide receivers if we look at the whole of the season. Um, but I don't know how you can bench A.J. Green. You just can't. But I do want to temper your expectations that this is not going to be a week that he goes off. Uh, I, I just don't see that happening. Now, since this is a tough matchup, this is not the week to go out and try to get creative with Tyler Boyd or Brandon LaFell. Um, LaFell has been pretty solid all season long, but he had a horrible game two weeks ago before their bye, which just so happens to be the week that Tyler Eifert came back. Coincidence? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaFell was fairly touchdown dependent. So with Dalton's favorite big body target back with Tyler Eifert, it's not looking pretty for the rest of the season for Brand LaFell, which brings me to my one must start, which is Tyler Eifert. Mm-hmm. Um, he's facing the Giants, who they've had over three touchdowns, have at least 55 receiving yards. Again, in these last five games. So this is a little bit of a potential Achilles heel for them in terms of, you know, for that's decent amount for a tight end. Now, if you look at Eifert, who was able to put up 102 yards and a touchdown with nine catches and targeted a whopping 12 times uh, against the Redskins, he should be able to do just fine this week. I feel completely confident and fine with Tyler Eifert. Um, which brings me to two other guys that basically fall into your must starts, but they're kind of the same between my feelings here. So Jeremy Hill. 20 attempts, 76 yards, uh, and one touchdown. This is an average matchup against the Giants. Give the 15th fewest fantasy points to running backs. But again, he's been really up and down all season. Giovanni Bernard was also able to have a great game last week uh, off only 11 attempts, but for 52 yards and a touchdown. Um, So I think they both could have a decent week, but I don't think it's going to be an an insanely great game. And what makes me nervous about this is that it is in prime time. And that is... No. The absolute worst for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton in primetime do not get along very well. <laughs> Looking forward to it. At I'm all. excited. Um, so popcorn. Here's the issue is that the Giants defense have held four <laughs> of the last five quarterbacks that they have played to just a touchdown or fewer. 
it's, it, I mean, the Giants have been holding pretty stout. So put this in a combination with Primetime and Dalton and my two sisters that are throwing hypothetical popcorn because <laughs> they're bored already at the Monday game that has yet to happen. No, we're excited for it. We're, we're excited for throwing popcorn because it's going to be a good show. That no, it is. Oh, the Giants I, are going to give a good show. I love I mean, Andy Dalton. I, these games make me nervous for him because I love him. But with that said, it should be an interesting game. And I do want to mention one more kicker. Mike Nugent might also be on the chopping block as the Bengals worked yeah. out. Travis Coons and Zach Hawker. Um, I guess maybe some possible kicker sw- switch-ups here. So, again, check your report. Watch your kickers, guys. Mike Nugent stinks. That's why I dropped him. Had to pick up somebody else. So you need to watch your kickers, people. Call me Caleb. Hey. Call me Caleb. Sturgis. Sturgis on the line. Hello? Ready to put me in, coach? <laughs> put me in, coach. Me. <laughs> the Giants. I'm funny, Ashley. The Giants. Uh, <laughs> Brandon. So the Ashley's big storyline. Brandon funny. <laughs> no, no. She's such a literalist. It's unbelievable. I am be- I am very literal in life. It's true. <laughs> She's like, but this doesn't make sense. No That's not how it works. Caleb Sturgis, Brandon. There's no reason you're calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm if kidding. I had called, he would have picked up. <laughs> That's reality. Okay. Uh, the big news for the Giants is the shift in playing time for Paul Perkins. Rashad Jennings only played 37 of the team's 64 offensive snaps. That's 57.8% of the time. Paul Perkins uh, played 20. Two snaps, uh, which, you know, is still 15 less, but it's definitely above his former high, which was 15 snaps. However, I do want to say Rashad Jennings only playing 58.7 or 57.8% of the snaps sounds bad, but he'd only played in 48.6% of the offensive snaps prior to last week. So he actually played in 10% more. Told you. But for different reasons than you think. So both players carried the ball 11 times. They had an even uh, carry share there. Jennings for 26 yards, Perkins for 32, marginally better. Both caught all three of their targets. Uh, Jennings for 13 yards, Perkins for 15 yards. Again, marginally better. But the problem for Perkins, and the only reason I have a little bit of reservation, is that Rashad Jennings is technically the highest graded pass blocker according to Pro Football Focus. So if they want to have a passing play, and you saw them doing this, it will bring Rashad Jennings back on the field to protect Eli Manning. Paul Perkins, like a lot of rookie running backs, it's nothing personal, is having to improve on his blocking game. Now, Rashad Jennings actually himself said that Perkins has been working out uh, with the offensive line and trying to figure things out. He's putting in all the time, doing everything he should be. That means he'll probably build more snaps, but I don't know if he's going to go from like 22 to 50. You know, I, I don't know if he's right. going to play that many more. So, uh, right. yeah, I think he's going to get more work. I think he's definitely a great speculative ad if he's still available in your league. But, um, yeah, you just you have to temper your expectations a little bit because that's life. That's kind of the big story. I, you know, I, sure, it, it's actually a pretty good matchup for Eli Manning. Uh, Cincinnati has given up quite a few points to opposing quarterbacks, mm-hmm. including the four hundred and fifty some yards for Kirk Cousins in London. So, and, you know, their averages are a little bit off, but okay. And then Odell Beckham Jr. You know, uh, two touchdowns last week. You got to like that. Uh, weird interception issue, game calling thing that happened. Anyway, it's always something weird. I think Ben McAdoo is one of the odder 
coaching stories in the National Football League this year. I'll just put I that I need out him there. to shave his mustache off. It's just too... Well, the issue is that he also... He's white got van? The, no, he's got the full... Um, Goatee. The goatee. But the part below is gray, and so it just looks like this pervy mustache, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely big in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and the bowl cut. I love it. Yeah. You know, Sterling Shepard, I thought that he'd have a pretty good bounce back game after the bye, and they did get him more involved. He, yep. uh, you know, six targets, three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown to get it like that. So anyway, uh, they don't really have a tight end that I would tell you to start. So I think that's about it for them. Oh, and their defense, though, because Andy Dalton's playing in primetime, baby. That's right. You play this defense. Yeah. Here I am yeah. hitting popcorn again. Mm. Mm. Loving it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, you guys. That does it for us. Week 10. Again, get them out of your lineup. Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, Indianapolis Colts, the Oakland Raiders, and I think Ashley said the San Francisco 49ers. So, yep. Get them out of your lineups, guys. If you want to hit us up, you can do so at HerFantasyFB. <laughs> Make sure to listen to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. We will give you more updates on injuries, who to put in. You can give us a ring, ling, ling that night. Something like that. Something, something. I don't know. I'm over to HerFantasyFootball.com. Register for our newsletter so you can take part of a fun, free FanDuel game diced. Sorry about the link being not connected yet, but it is up and going. So hop over there. Click on yes, the link. it's going now. Sorry. Set your FanDuel messed lineup. up. FanDuel. FanDuel. Those okay. guys. We like them. like them. Get over there. Get over there. Hit the link. Play our friend game diced and that does it for us until next week guys no more faking it